Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil in horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. <laughs> Which is interesting because you should help me write a description for this podcast because I'm like, uh, Matt Kelly wants me to write a description on what this yeah. is. And I was like, great question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's maybe it'll help us focus more too for just better about like yeah. being intentional about what we we've got lots what of we're talk talking about, about, but we can focus that a little. We bit. do. We. I mean, <laughs> this podcast is about life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, hey everybody, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where life might not be black and white, but we are. I'm hey Katie. Yo. I'm Marie. Nice to see you, Katie. <laughs> nice to see you too, Marie. <laughs> so right before we started recording, we were saying how stressed we were, and I was talking about how stressed I was, just just a general malaise of stress, and uh Maria said, let's talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. Um, yep. Jesus. I just. What's going on I, with you? Yeah. I mean, I still not, uh, still haven't found a job. So that's nice. You know, um, every nope, time yeah, everything <laughs> feels hopeful, I'm like, oh, nope, just kidding. Um I don't know. It's funny because I'm feeling a little silly. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, we could get a job easily. I mean, I do think we still have very marketable skills. I don't think it's it's just this fucking agreed. It's hard to get a job right now. It's it's such it's like I I had to do homework for a job. I think we talked a little bit about that. I put my heart yeah. and soul into that thing. It took me forever, and then just okay, well. Thank you, but no thanks. Thanks for the work. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the free work. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So wait. Uh, so what? What was that? Do you mind if I ask what? What was that for? And like, what did you have to do? Yeah. So um, it was the third interview um, for this fintech company, um, and I, you know, I went in kind of the back door. I did get a referral, and then I talked to the hiring manager before I even talked to the recruiter. It was like this. It was pretty cool. Um, so I probably got farther yeah. than I normally would have. But so this before the so after the second interview, they sent me some homework and I had to do a case study, which was it wasn't really a case study, but I had to, um, you know, uh, define like they gave me some profiles of companies they'd work with and they wanted to you know want me to find what what. what what do these all have in common? And, and then, you know, what are the patterns amongst the type of companies? And then the second part was coming up with a strategy to activate um, inactive partners, like people who had signed up to work with this company and um, hadn't really sent over any referrals. Like what would I do? Um, And I think I came up with a really great plan. I talked with my mentor beforehand and we like really, you know, it wasn't, something to sneeze at I, I i felt like they wanted it a certain way but weren't really trying to tell me how they wanted it i don't know if that makes any sense yeah but no i, I think that like... makes sense uh and did you did you like enjoy the work like was that something that like while you were doing it you're like fuck yeah this is it oh, yeah easy peasy i loved it um i'm wondering if i just need to be focused on a specific field like if i just need to stay in a specific industry maybe it just was too Hmm. techy for me to you know i don't know you know it's the thing is this is the problem i didn't really probably Mm -hmm. wanted to work there anyways i was looking at some of their glass door uh yeah (laughs) so it's like i'm reviews yeah their last door reviews they had some good some bad very young leadership and um 
and I, I think I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure I know the point where I didn't get the job. <laughs> um, isn't that always fun to be like, Ooh, that's something I can cringe about for years to come. Yeah. What, what was yeah. the moment? Well, and it honestly, I think it was a smart question on my behalf, but I think part of the problem with my career tra- trajectory is that I've worked all these different kinds of jobs. Like, I think there's been a, a definite pattern and work formula. They all build mm-hmm. on each other. Um, but, you know, my skills for a lot of the partnership jobs I'm trying to apply for have to be transfer- transferable. They're not necessarily, so I haven't done all of this work before. And I mm. asked, you know, as somebody who's junior in the partnership world, you know, still learning, I, you know, I, I, you know I, I've built this program, but there's still a lot I want to learn. You know, what type are, you know, do you have people there who are working towards developing better partner managers? You know, will there be help or, you know, am I out on my own trying to figure everything out? And it was definitely one of those companies where you were out on your own. Um, And I get that that's a lot of tech startups, but I do think that professional development has to be part of it like you can't just leave people out on their own all the time because then you end up with people like me who keep mm-hmm. job go- going changing verticals or industries because I- i'm like i haven't worked anybody who knows under i just want to work under somebody who knows what they're doing so i can learn how to do it like yeah. I have all these skills but i want to be under somebody who's like okay i don't need you to teach me i'm pretty resourceful on my own i, I think i've definitely right independent worker but you're also open to learning yeah like you're open to learning which is i think a huge thing especially in the job market well and it's it's funny to me because we've built a system that is not loyalty based within our own employees so what are we doing to have our clientele be loyal to our business when like there's so much turnover in businesses i don't understand why people are like are confused by like gaps in employment or like switching between companies when it's like we've built a gig economy and like our generation has really utilized that and gained a lot of really important skills that aren't always applicable to every single aspect of a job application and the thing about (sighs) it is Working in partnerships is really about the ability to build relationships and build trust yeah. and talk. And one of, that's one of the things I'm really, I've always been very good about is building relationships, building trusting relationships for business. I mean, I done the work. I used to work mm-hmm. for a cancer company and not a cancer, sorry, a cancer doctor, an oncologist. Yeah. And yeah. I had to Doctors, go, yeah. <laughs> I had to go to offices and, and it was, it's kind of gross as it sounds, I had to talk them into referring their prospective cancer patients to our, um, our, our oncologist. And that was, that's business development <laughs> right there. I mean, yeah. and that's what a lot of these partnerships want. I'm like, it's just, it's, a, it's, and let me just tell you, I, I'm sorry, but tech, tech guys may be pretentious, but doctors, if you can convince a doctor who already right. thinks he's God, that he needs you, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I was very good at what I did, Yeah. Um. and uh, you, know, you still are hard. good at what you do, thank you, <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> but I just, and I think, oh, trust me, I get it, I just want to, I want to make good money, and I want to keep on one trajectory, for once in my damn life. And I think that's what's hard. It's like, I can go get any job, but that's been the problem for a long time. It's just getting any job. So there, I don't have any career mm-hmm. path. Um, even though I know it's all been purposeful and added on to each other, you know, it takes somebody special right. to see that. Um, well, and- it's interesting because like we have all these different companies who specialize in so many different things and we're expected to have like an actual ladder climbing career trajectory when there aren't ladders in place <laughs> that are right. connecting different all these different things yes. because yeah. we're also, I think, in a time of technology that we're advancing so quickly and we're moving through like all these futuristic ideas that, you know, we can't keep up (laughs) like just as a population it's like everything is changing so fast which is a good thing it's fantastic but we are technologically advancing faster than i think we can keep up 
and again going back to the whole like companies do not breed loyalty and so like yeah why why is it that i worked for like a a car battery company and then also for starbucks and then also for this digital online company and then also for like my my like true form and it's funny because i have i think maybe eight different resumes depending on what job i'm going for (laughs) but but the job is still the same Yeah, they're still they're still just as disparate. <laughs> like, yeah. don't make sense. And I'm like, career. I, I just had a conversation last night with a good friend of mine who, you know, has been going through veterinary school for a good long time and um, <laughs> is now starting to think, I don't know if I want to do this because I can't deal if uh, if a pet dies. Like that, like mm. morally speaking, I don't. I can mm-hmm. forgive myself. And she was like, you know who has the highest suicide rates? And I was like, oh, God, don't tell me veterinarians. And she's like, that and Dennis. And I was like, okay, what? maybe it's time to think about, like, other, <laughs> which is fascinating to me. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why Dennis. Um, because people don't call them, don't respect them. Maybe people don't call them doctors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not <laughs> it's so funny there's a um in the film community there's a really great meme that's circulating around where (laughs) um there are people that have like phds in film and um it's that whole like uh is there a doctor on this airplane and then it's like dad saying uh you know that could have been you but you have a doctorate in what now and it's like dad not right now there's an emergency happening (laughs) like no tell him what kind of doctorate you have the doctorate in film stop talking dad <laughs> like this is an emergency <laughs> like yeah you're not a real doctor are you <laughs> oh my god it, it also it's fu- so <laughs> a little update on me um i got a message from edd and from cal jobs saying that i have to go through like a training and a program on basically how to apply to jobs um because they're yeah assuming that i am taking advantage of the unemployment system <laughs> what how uh, so, yeah that's horrible <laughs> well fuck? it's i guess it, they i mean i don't know i it's this is the third time i've been on edd and i have only been on edd because of layoffs i've never been on edd because of and if anyone doesn't know what that means it's the uh unemployment office or the what does edd stand for i should know this employee development department oh that's does that sound right okay yeah. does that, that makes sound a lot good? of sense that sounds that sounds, sounds knowledgeable perfect. yeah <laughs> i'm going with that i'm going with that answer for five hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> submitted uh you're looking it up now aren't you <laughs> Yeah, I am. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) an employee development department. So Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I've only been on it because of layoffs. And when it comes to film or just like production or anything like that, this is very typical. Like people change jobs all the time. It's just how it goes. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, they sent me a like a introductory video that I had to watch. It's 20 minutes long. Uh, and especially being in film, I'm like, I would have changed the way they did this. I'm like critiquing their film, <laughs> or their, right. their, their short video for this instructional video. And I'm like, I could have made this better. And also your voiceover <laughs> actor is not an actor. And clearly, um, but <laughs> apart from that, they other were saying that, lovely lovely video other than that it very was informative. very informative <laughs> they, like the first couple of minutes was like you may be wondering why you were selected for this um and it's like we're assuming that like you know you need a little help finding a job how do you know if you were selected for it oh they sent me a shit ton of emails and they've called me like they called me yesterday and i was like hello okay. and she's like hi i'm gonna be having the interview with you on thursday and i was like okay cool um ah! so it, on top uh, so, so like they're like like the three reasons that they gave that like i would potentially need help finding a job one is that i'm taking advantage of edd uh, two, I am a vet and need to be in some kind of group where vets can like help each other out. And I am not a vet, but that's one of the assumptions. Or I'm a gang member. <laughs> <laughs> 
and so I was they like, think- cool. They, they don't, they, well, Katie, you are gangster. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not putting me in the gang category. Uh, <laughs> um, Known affiliates, you maybe? know? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that's a fun thing. <laughs> and like, it's already hard enough doing these like submissions for applications, which take forever. And can we just say that like submitting your application, uploading your resume, and then having to re like type out your resume for their fucking systems drives me absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I don't do it. If they, if they're making that, I don't, I guess I just I love from that one. If they want me to do that, they're not, I already know the hiring process is bullshit. It's total bullshit. It's total. It's I do and I don't. I mean, because I'm applying to a lot of like studio jobs, um, so like I I do the letters. I redo my fucking resume for like the hundredth time, and then when Cal Jobs calls me up and says like we have to like interview you to make sure that you're on the right path of looking for jobs, and they're like you also have to upload your resume and like and I have to do all that bullshit again. Like I upload my resume and it's like hey, uh, however you formatted it, we don't understand this. So now you have to retype out every single category and every single job and all the descriptions. And I'm like, and like, essentially it comes down to like a copy and paste thing. But it's just like, and in the video itself, it's like, we know this is probably a stressful time for you. And I'm like, do you though? Like this website is absolute bullshit. Oh, let me. Sorry, I'm on a tear today. Yeah, no, but, um, tell me about. I love it. I love this because it's so. This is this process is frustrating and depressing and angry and yeah. is that the word angrier, making you angry, angry. Ang- I don't know. Angering, anger, anger inducing. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yes, anger inducing, rage inducing, just absolute spitting fire out of my ears. Um, Yeah, no, their website, I'm like, I am not a web designer, but I will design the fuck out of this because I, so I had a message from Cal Jobs that I had to click on that was basically recommending, hey, this job at Netflix might be a good fit for you. And I was like, oh, great. I would love to apply to that. So I try to find the message on their website and I click on my home and it logs me out. (laughs) So I was like, I go back, I log back in, I click on my home. It logs me out again. I don't know why clicking on like the home page means that I get logged out, but that's something that happens. So then I like, there's something else that says my dashboard. So I click on my dashboard. You know, right? <laughs> Hop off my VPN. Uh, make sure that my internet connection speed is good. Try turning your uh, on and off. And go through. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm pretty tech savvy, but this yeah, is yeah. driving me absolutely insane. So I finally find the message within my dashboard. I click on it and I go to click apply. Apparently, clicking on the link within the message system that they sent me logs me out of the fucking platform <laughs> oh like, my god you, guys, you don't you don't want us to have a job <laughs> i was like yeah. <laughs> and then okay i'm i'm not bullshitting you like cut to 20 minutes later i finally figure it out i'm finally able to find the job that they say maybe you should check this out i okay. click apply and it literally tells me you do not have enough skill requirements to meet this job's needs and i was like are you you kidding me right now (laughs) and i was like fuck it i'm applying anyway i don't care i don't care what you think always always apply anyways (sighs) yeah and so like industry standard for um for film is like knowing editing systems and the, the the editing program that for a lot of film companies is avid and Avid okay. is very expensive. I happen to have a subscription to the Adobe Suite, so I'm familiar with the Adobe Suite. Um, so I say I have editing skills. Like I have told many uh, of the interviews that I've been through, I I need to learn a bit more because that's just where I'm at. Um, I'm more of a producer. I'm not really an editor, uh, but I have editing abilities. And uh, 
Yeah, uh, I think because I didn't have avid experience, they were like, yeah, you, your skill set doesn't really match this. And I'm like, all right, no, that's fair. But why did you put me through this fucking hell to apply to something that I don't actually fit for? Right. Well, know. and the thing is, it's it's probably not, I mean, granted, it is a different platform, but it's probably not, <laughs> does it take a genius to use <laughs> if you use any type of editing platform because i find that a lot of them mm. their their yeah. ui is similar They're similar they and it, it just it, it's so funny to me that despite all of this call for more transparent hiring processes for um be, like um more diverse hiring just expanding mm-hmm. what your candidates look like and should have that we still this is like the the process is still like archaic like you still like what yes. person can't look at a thing and say okay they've edited before what if that's like you know like the one skill and you have all the other 20 that's gonna i don't know it's yeah. just what the fuck do you want i know you want a white dude <laughs> well they want professional actors at that point like you don't necessarily want a producer or somebody who can work in like creative, like creative management services, which, you know, is a totally different skill set than a straight up editor. Like if you want an editor, right. go to the editing guild. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. how you do that. But like, if you that's want someone with a working knowledge of that, I, I'm your fit. <laughs> that's another thing is I think a lot of people don't know what they want. Really. They don't. And, it, and especially within like the job submission platforms those things are just a bunch of shit to begin with like, brutal i, I mean <laughs> yeah well and, and every time i've like applied for a job that was more than just entry level i feel like i've had to had a, a friend vouch for me or like bring me in with them or be like hey this person's really good this could work out um and yet I still apply to these stupid like indeed.com, careerbuilder.com, you know, workday.com, all these things. I still I still apply because I'm like, you know, on the off chance that like I shoot my shot and it hits a mark. Great. <laughs> but well, it, it's it's almost like you just have to <laughs> network. It's, it's, com- it's so I think here's the thing. Uh, this is why I am. Really, and I'm actually having this morning having this kind of intense battle within myself because I'm still attempting to network to get a job, but like my last three interviews have yeah. been sourced through referrals and I still didn't get the jobs, right? right? But the last job I just left, I got on Indeed and I was there for two years and it was in tech and I was paid well and I had all these great opportunities. Yeah. So it's a like, I'm like, well, geez, you know, that's the lazy applying method. If I think about it, like with what, like sometimes I'm just like on Indeed, oh, easy apply, easy apply. Yes, but that's how I got a job before. Why not? I'll do right. it both ways. Like I, I it's, yeah. <laughs> it's cover all my bases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's funny because it's just it's. I think there's there's no good way to get. <laughs> higher it's just it's a whole bunch of shit uh, like just meshing together for and one day you got an opportunity i don't know it's i just wanted to i want to always make sure i'm growing like i don't want to go back and like make twenty thousand thirty thousand dollars less than i was making before because that would fuck right right i know and that's the thing i'm like I know I can do those jobs. I know I can be a PA or something like that, or like I can do a day gig or whatever. But I also know that that's it just puts me right back at the start. Well, before, you know, I was employed with benefits, you know? Right. And I don't, I don't want to go back to that place. I don't want to step back um, anymore. Because stepping back is what put us here. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Because, I mean, in a, in a sense, the previous job that we were both at, we were not paid industry standard for what we were doing. And that reflected in several ways and I feel like is almost hurting us in our career path going forward. 
but it was the only thing that was available at the time, at least for me. And it was like, here's the thing too. And I, I think we talk about where we were, despite a lot of bullshit, I fucking loved working there. And I was because I worked with awesome people and I did something really fun. Yeah. Um, it wasn't always fun and no. it was client facing. So it was really difficult at times. But I think in that I, I want to, to know that I can have that much joy at some level and make good money again. But but without like unvaluing myself like it is that the is the dream too far <laughs> it's like i just you know i'm I, i'm halfway doing it some days i don't know how to explain it but like i'm so focused on getting work but i'm also like my dad died two weeks ago yesterday like yeah you can you get to i i really want to check in with you on this because you should be afforded the time to grieve in all of this. You should be afforded the time to kind of work through this. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> do this. Um, this is a lot, um, I yeah. think to go through, um, you know, and I was telling Nico, like, we have one of our first nighttime parties where we hopefully can earn some money. The rest of them have been, like, kind of not-for-profit parties. Like, we just kind of do them for free for the community. And um, sometimes people donate to us, but we kind of do those out, kind of just out of our pockets. But, like, that's not sustainable yeah. for me. Um, or we were just trying to find a way to support that. So we have our first evening party and we're making people pay and I'm really nervous. Like nobody's going to come. And I was like telling Nico mm. yesterday, I was like, I don't know if I could take like another heartbreak this week. Like I'm just kind of like, like get, mm -hmm. not getting the job and, you know, because I, I just, and I know I'm not going to get jobs, like, and it maybe wasn't the best job for me, but it's just like, uh, my heart is like, it feels like just i don't know like what else can what else can happen right now that's gonna like well don't ask that <laughs> i know i know i know i'm just i'm trying so hard to stay positive but this has been like a really hard do me a hard favor time. today don't don't be positive <laughs> voice, voice those things that like you know i because I feel you like so Monday when I was hearing about this Cal jobs thing and like all this nonsense was going on um one of my bridesmaids was asking about like the bachelorette party and like what we were thinking of doing and she started asking me like questions and I was like I was getting really overwhelmed and it was just simple questions like well what what time of year do you want like what were you thinking like just very simple questions and I was like freaking out yeah. <laughs> and she's like how about sure. this like it seems like you're having a lot going on and I was like I this the simplest things set me over and I'm just overwhelmed. And one of the beautiful things that Mark and I like to do is we go on walks and then I just voice all the ugly thoughts. Uh, I'm just like, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like the, so many people are saying that like, I'm not good enough. And like, not only am I submitting to jobs, I'm submitting to acting jobs and like everything just keeps, it feels like it keeps saying like, you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough for the job. You're not ready for this. You're not, you're not good for this. You're not good for that. Like you don't fit anywhere. And like voicing that, like I can see that doesn't make sense. Ultimately that's not really what's happening or what's going on, but, <laughs> but it's good to voice those things and get it out. And like, because when we start saying, I feel like when we start talking po more positive than what we're feeling, we then perceive it as a lie. And then we're like, that's not true. And then those dark thoughts start to get stronger and stronger. <laughs> so Oof. may I encourage you, be negative today. <laughs> and like voice, voice those gross thoughts and like see how untrue they are. Yeah, no, I totally. <laughs> Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. 
Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil in horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Um, <laughs> I, I think don't know I if I'm just a... talking out of my ass or what. No, 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 no. I get it. No, I think I think mostly... Um, can I, I can, if I can be honest with you, the worst thing I think as far as like on one thing is my, I'm having like an existential crisis about like, um, yeah. my, after my dad's death and, um, uh-huh. there's a lot of like, oh my God, is there a God? Um, if there's a God, I might never see my dad again because he's going to be in heaven and. I'm a big old gay, and I'm going to go to hell. Hey. <laughs> nope. Highly doubt that. I, it just, this is the stuff. I know, yeah. Yeah, keep voicing, keep voicing that. Um, and, like, um, I miss him terribly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I miss him terribly. Um, and I also have this, like, overwhelming sadness from my mom. And I hear, like just the loneliness that she feels like I hear it so deeply and she just got COVID too which is great and then she's stuck in the house because that's kind of how she was coping I don't know like and then I just feel like I'm am I I've you know I've done a lot of fucking up in my life I've had to restart over more than once and earn a lot of trust back but like I have done the work and I keep doing the work and like when does that pay off or when do I get it together like it's like when do I Mm -hmm. like manage all these beasts that are in my life like dealing with exercising and now I'm like obsessed with my health and like okay now you have to like lose weight and be better because look at how dad died and like how horrifying it was to watch but uh, I don't know and then like I also want to like be better at the art and the drag that I'm doing and I want to perform but my body feels slow and sluggish and like I don't feel strong as I can yeah and then it's like am I over like what do I what have I been good at what have I done what can I successfully do I don't feel like I've done made any impact at a job place like you know they have you write these resumes they have you do your impact statements so I was like I've never really kind of I've just been there trying to develop things but you know <laughs> I I have never really been able to stay in a place where I feel like I've been successfully been able to like convert all that. Cause it's, I'm not working in places where I'm, I, I have any, I'm not somebody who can, I just, I know this about myself and this is what's frustrating. I, you, I'm very independent and resourceful, but you can't like, I have to learn from some, like there, I have to learn from somebody. Like I'm not really good at, wholly developing systems and aligning with all of you know c-suite level and partners and border like no i have not done that like i'm an executor um and once i learned how like how to oh, okay this is how people do this and i don't know i feel like that's asking too much but I don't, I don't know if I'm the person who can go into a place and develop things. It's just not my spirit. I'm resourceful and I will figure out how to, but I'm just, ugh, I feel like I'm throwing up words right now, but I'm just Jeez. saying. No, but that's what I asked you to do. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't feel like I'm really good at anything. I feel like I know a lot of things, but I'm, and now I'm like, I'm older now. Like I'm already, it's like, what good can I have in my life? I already can't have kids. I, you know, I, I've, I'm not going to have, like, I don't have a house. I'm debt. I law school dropout. Like when does I want to, I got to at least make some money so I can have some kind of semblance of a, of a good life. So I don't have to like survive. I don't want to keep surviving. I when do I get to thrive? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm... please don't apologize for one. Um, is w- would you like to voice some more of what we like <laughs> to call the, the vulture thoughts? Please. Yeah. Um. 
I feel like I'm just gonna be stuck in this body for the rest of my life. Like, I don't understand why I am unable to, like, form good habits and, like, why depression is so... Like, my house right now is a mess in a way that's, like... God, how do you get... How do you, like, do... Like, I can't come up from under it. And I feel like this is... The cycle of my life is battling this depression, which now I know like a lot of it is ADHD, but you know, hey, I took, I'm taking these Adderall and, and it doesn't feel like it's the saw wall. So what do I do next? Cause I want to get better. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know a lot, but I do know that like <laughs> you especially are one of the most influential people that came out of our previous company that a lot of people were upset to see go um, <laughs> for so many different reasons. I also know that anytime you made a point, people sat up and listened um, because you do have that knowledge and you do have that background and you are really good at what you do. And I know as much as, <laughs> as much as you're saying right now that you're, you're not adept at like change or things, you're also, you're a person that's had, a shit ton of change happen at you in a very small amount of time. So it's makes sense that you feel overwhelmed and that there's a lot to do. Um, I would personally just encourage you to realize that you've done a lot today alone, even though it doesn't feel like it. And like the tiny things are really what lead to those, those thriving moments. Like, okay, maybe your house is messy. That's okay. Um, pick up one thing when we're done with the podcast today, you know, like small things lead to bigger and more lasting change. You will have all of those things and more. I believe it because one, you are a very self-motivated person. And I think that's a big difference between you and a lot of different people because you have that intrinsic vibe or that intrinsic, you know, push to make yourself better each and every day. I think the one thing is, is especially while voicing these terrible thoughts and like all this like stress is that you're expecting yourself to do that all at once right now today. And no person can do that. No person can completely change their body, completely clean their house, completely find a new job, completely, you know, buy a house and like all of those things. These are goals. So the time frame that you're mentally allowing yourself to work through these is shorter. And that's not fair to you and yourself. So give yourself a longer timeline on those things. And yeah, I know I, I'm getting older too. And it fucking sucks to be like, all right, am I applying to this entry level job? Uh, am I, am I going through these like little <laughs> training sessions where I'm just like, I know what fucking Microsoft word is, you know, yeah. like it sucks because it feels like I'm just rehashing old things, but you also know what you don't want. You don't want those like basic training things. You don't want those lower paying jobs that basically end after a couple of months. You want a steady, stable place and you're gonna get that you're gonna find that you know the jobs that you're applying to that like you go through and you put your whole heart and soul in and they don't acknowledge it and they don't hire you great they weren't for you they, like if if you put your heart and soul into work and they do come back i guarantee you they're gonna quote you at a rate that's much lower than what you're worth <laughs> because they don't see the actual value and what you have to offer um, trust me, I, these same, all of these thoughts, same, I can't believe I'm this far into my life and I haven't settled. I can't believe I'm this far into my life and I haven't been a child savant. Why, why, why did that pass me by? How come I wasn't like a genius at something? <laughs> like, that's not fair. I've had every opportunity given to me. And what did I do? Did I just squander it? No, it's just life takes a lot of different turns and I've gone through a lot of different career paths and a lot of different ways of trying to like make myself established. But that doesn't mean that I didn't learn something along the way. 
and that I'm not good at everything. And I'm not good at everything. I'm, I'm terrible at a lot of things. But knowing that at the end of the day, I do have a roof over my head. I do have basic food needs. I do have like all of the basics that I need. It's just not where I want it to be at the moment. So I'm going to give myself a longer timeline to allow myself to keep working and going towards that. And yeah, I want that shit right now. But if I beat myself up in the now, I'm just going to keep myself even further from that goal point by pounding myself into the ground here. Marie, you are one of the most intelligent, beautiful people who you, you don't just do a good job. You care about people. And I think that's something that you don't always get in an interview. You don't get to like see how much a person cares for their clients, for their job, for whatever, you know, the case may be, but you care very deeply. And that's something that is invaluable and you should be making six figures just for that alone, because you, you do. You have insane attention to detail and to people themselves. <clears throat> I am. I I can't wait for this like season to be over <laughs> of my life. Yeah. I'm really like want to hope for the best. I but I hate even being hopeful now, and I just that's the grossest, saddest thing. I think just like hope feels silly. Why do you hate being hopeful? It doesn't really matter what you hope for. Life is going to do whatever the hell it wants to do. Sure. Sure. But what is it that you hope for? I hope to have, like... I just want to hope to have a life um, that doesn't end like my dad's in some ways. Like, uh, I know, like, if I have a... I guess... um, financially health-wise just i but in the way it's weird because in the way other ways i do because like it's really crazy because people like i'm learning so much about him through other people uh and how much like he influenced their lives and it's really like Mm -hmm. i you know to affect that much change and um it's almost it almost is intimidating to now I'm like like to be the I didn't realize like like and I think I said this before my dad wasn't just mine he was a lot of people's and um mm-hmm. so that's beautiful but <sighs> I don't but I also just like I know that he was scared for money and this, things like that when he died and you know just those kind of worries I uh, you know you don't want to worry about them. Yeah, like that's real. That was really hard, and um, you know, kind of seeing my mom right now. I mean, I think she's gonna be okay. She's resourceful, but I know she's scared, and I know that was one of his things. And also, just like I want to be able to afford to get the best best healthcare. Like, you know, uh, what my dad like he did. They, you know, I, I, the thing that frustrates me is my dad died when his lungs filled up with fluid um yeah and he he uh choked it like and i i i've had my lungs filled with fluid before and it's horrifying just it's bad that's when they put me into a coma um Mm. but that's something that's resolvable and i feel like and maybe i don't know enough and i don't or maybe i just don't want to ask the question too much but like they could have helped him with that why why like he was so like they didn't care his you know that like they didn't want to take like they were he's just not worth saving uh so i don't know (laughs) I, i would say if one thing i you know i don't know i i don't know the answers to that i don't you know that's a ultimate question that's just not in my purview i would say a good portion of the time that perspective is is only going to lead you to spiral and i don't think it was that they didn't want to take care of him i don't think it was that they couldn't or, or whatnot i i think it's you know 
shit, let's get a fucking doctor on and like have them explain <laughs> why they make decisions like that. But I, I wouldn't I I say unless thinking- you go ahead. Oh, I was like, I just keep thinking like that's what I I want to have be successful enough where I can afford the top care so that way like he couldn't afford to get second and third opinions and go do the latest things that's like I just I don't know so I have two sides of that where I'm like upset about that but also like I don't want if that was the case I want to be able to have every opportunity and I totally interrupted you it sounded like you were about to make I don't know. I'm usually just talking out of my ass. Well, I was, I guess what I was really going to say is that, you know, and maybe this is my juvenile hope, but like my hope is that like at some point we don't have to be fucking billionaires in order to get good and adequate healthcare. Um, like that is one of the number one things that I feel like our country could really work on. Uh, and especially when it comes to mental health care. Um, I, I, from what it sounds like, and again, I don't know, but from what it sounds like, they, they tried everything they could. And it, it was an unfortunate circumstance that, you know, especially when it comes to hospice stuff, man, do I not understand how much they have to do and how much they have to go. Like, I don't know how anyone goes into hospice care to begin with. I mean, talk about my friend who is not sure if she wants to be a vet anymore. Uh, I couldn't imagine what it was, what it would be like when your job is specifically end of life care. Like, (laughs) but also keep in mind that this, this kind of like anger type thing and like the bargaining, like this is part of your grief. Like this is, you're in the right place to experience and be mad about this stuff. So like voice those things Mm -hmm. because ridiculous or not, who gives a shit? Like at least get it out of you because when I feel like good portion of the time and uh, I got this from an acting coach actually recently (laughs) who I did a scene for um, and he said something and he's like, Oh, you got a little emotional there. And he's like, what's going on with you? And I was like, I got laid off from my, and I just like started bawling. And I was like, I got laid off from my job and like, I don't feel secure and it's unstable. And I just like started gushing. And he's like, so what is it like your voice is telling you while you're doing these different things? Like, and like, I started saying out loud what the voice in my head was saying. And he calls it like the vulture, like the vulture in your head. He's like, that vulture is holding you back from doing your best work. He was like, you did great in your scene. You were fantastic. He's like, I would have cast you today, but that vulture is what's probably keeping you back in like going even further. And that, that little voice. So voice, the vulture, get the feedback of like, Hey, this does sound kind of ridiculous when I say it out loud, because the more it bounces around in our head, the more it becomes like, it feels like a reality. Like it's like those, it's like when we start like coming up with these conspiracy theories about like, Oh, I was, you know, you know, my partner was mad at me because um, of this random thing I probably did when it's like, it had nothing to do with that. Um, Voicing those things I think is a very valuable way of getting rid of those. And like, fuck yeah. Like talk to your mom about like the care. Talk to talk to Nico and talk to your family like about like all of this shit, all these like different voices of like. <laughs> I feel like, uh, oh, is that Boogie? No, that's Char. Char's <laughs> okay. That's the evil one. The the Boogie's the good one. Oh, she'll start. She'll start. By, oh, you didn't know that we have a good bad. We have a good dog and a bad dog. Like literally. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> like really. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No. I did not know that. We call we call that one um, El Diablito Blanco. <laughs> that makes sense. And you know what? There are white devils. <laughs> Okay, not only are you going through grief, but there's got to be some kind of like stages of grief in losing a job <laughs> and losing like yeah. perspective on career and life. I, you know, and this is the thing that I've been, I feel like this entire podcast too, where I'm just struggling with like, what is my self-worth 
outside of career <laughs> you know yeah. like what what is my life outside of like yeah. but, but then I keep going back to like you know anytime you introduce yourself to someone one of their first questions what's your name what do you do what's yeah. what's your job what do you do yeah and I'm currently yeah. like uh, I'm an actor kind of <laughs> freelancer an unemployed actor <laughs> Yes, I do a lot of things. It depends on the day, the job, and the pay. <laughs> I guess that's one of one of my things is like I've always been hesitant about saying I'm an actor. I, you know, like I'm I'm an actor. I'm a comedian. I'm an actor. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's like okay, but what do you do for pay? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm doing drag, and so that's. But I think that's another thing is it's like okay, well then let me get good at this. Because it's helpful with little money change here and there. <laughs> but, you know, it's weird how it's like, I it's like, I feel like no matter what I'm doing right now, there's this like self-doubt, like, yo, like, yeah. oh, you might suck at this too. And you're not, that. especially I'm like, definitely like, not like as mobile as I used to be. And like, I don't, I mean, I think part of that's age, but I think also part of it was just like not being as active. And so I'm like trying to do, be more active, but it's not happening fast enough. So it's like, <sighs> because of course I get well, depressed and I stay home. And so it's like, oh, just go out and take a goddamn. And also, walk. I know. Yeah. Mark and I went and got coffee today and it was like the first time I had been out of the house in like over 48 hours. And I was like, oh, this is actually, it's a very lovely day out. <laughs> it's kind of warm, yeah. you know, the sun is shining. Uh, but it was, it was so good for my mental health. Um, but it, keep in mind also, like, especially with like the health stuff, I'm like, I knew at a certain point my body was not going to be metabolizing like it used to when I was younger. <laughs> And boy, did it hit hard over the pandemic. And it just feels like every single time I'm like, this is taking way longer than it used to. Yeah. Everything is taking more time. And I, and I almost wonder if we should lean into the slower pace, like longer term planning, you know, like in our 20s, things happen fast. We got a job in a heartbeat. You know, we we learn things in a heartbeat. You know, we want to drop a couple pounds. We just like ate fucking salad for 24 hours straight and that was it. And then you're good. Yeah. Maybe this phase of life is about taking longer breaths and moments in in the job search, in our health, in in just life in general and just kind of slowing down. Not necessarily like slowing down like, oh, my aching bones and I will be bedridden for the rest of my life. No, I think it's just like enjoying the enjoying the ride a little bit more, which is fucking easy to say while we're <laughs> unemployed and just searching for anything yeah. to come our way. But maybe this is the time that we both like take a moment to just enjoy the smaller things. Yeah. No, take a little bit more time on those. Yeah, and I think I'm wondering if that's what the lesson is. Is like my mentor keeps telling me to write down my goal companies. I was like, I don't have goal companies. I just want a job. <laughs> like you know, things like that. Like maybe that is what you do. Like you maybe you like really because then you invest your time differently. Um, if it's mm -hmm. so, I don't know. Just things like. I guess, you know, like, that's funny because it's the health coach. The program that I have is a 16, 16 week program. And, um, nice. which I love because she's like, you, they give you a lot of time to like, cause there's, they have like, um, an okay. activity, um, level. They want you to be, have sustained by week 16 and a goal weight loss percentage dropped but it's like so little it's like five percent in like 16 weeks that it's like feels like it's attainable does that does that make sense it's just yeah yeah so i don't know uh um, well it's it's not the it's not the get thin quick type model and i think that's the that's the stuff that's gonna last like it's not it's not the like detox tea that's gonna make you shit your panties you know yeah. like it's like maintain this certain level of activity you know, keep this certain amount of vegetables or fruits in your diet or whatever, like that, 
that makes sense. That's usually the sign of a healthy program. <laughs> it's the ones yeah. that are like, you're going to drop a hundred pounds in two weeks. And all you got to do is drink this shit tea. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, she was like, it's so cool too. Cause she like, my health coach was like, you know, like, I was explaining to her, I was like, I feel like I have to go extremely healthy and I'm not going to be able to do all this. She's like, just like order a salad. And I feel like she's like, that's progress. She's like, do that. Like, <laughs> she's like, I'm not asking you what? not to do any. She's like, we are doing this slowly so you can Small learn. Small changes. So, yeah. so it becomes lifestyle. And um, I, I think I just, and I'm glad that we're talking about this because it's reminding me that like to trust the process. Like just that way, because that's yeah. how you make sustainable changes. So yeah, I don't know. It's true. Yeah, no, I, that that feels like kind of the theme of this episode too: sustainable changes, <laughs> which is what I'm going to call it. Um, but um, I, you know, and it's, it, I think, it, I think it's the taking the time is very important, and it, it's almost not fake it till you make it but it's almost like have the attitude as though you're already there in like whatever goal it is and I think for me I have to clarify just like specifically what am I going for <laughs> where where right. do I actually want to be not where do I think EDD wants me to be right. um or where do I think my parents want me to be or where do I think right. my family or whatever um and it it really random story, but it reminds me of when I was in college and, you know, trying to discover like, you know, who I am, like what characters I'm going to play, all this stuff. And at one point I was like, just pretend to be a model for a day. Like, just pretend like you're like the fucking shit model and like <laughs> do whatever. I kid you not. And it was so funny too, because I remember exactly who it was and um, I highly doubt they would ever listen to this, but <laughs> I remember I was in a class and I just kind of was like, I had that in my head, a little mantra of like, just be a model, just be a model. And she was like, Katie, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you had this like look and like, you like had this weird walk or whatever. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I'm the fucking shit. But I was probably just being tall lanky awkward me than <laughs> just like doing a weird strut or something yeah um and then like I immediately shamed myself and never did it again and I was like you know what maybe that's not like that's just someone who's just taking note of like hey there was yeah. there was a change in you what happened there and I was not confident enough to just be like today I'm a model <laughs> yeah and it wasn't necessarily a bad note no, it wasn't. <laughs> Maybe it might, you know, and I can't even remember exactly what she said, but I remember she was like, you look different. And I was like, oh, that's a bad thing. Go back to what you you know. And that's being awkward. Abort, abort, uh, abort. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> but oh. like, there are, there are days that like, I have to mentally say to myself, you know, I have to do the whole mental, like, be a model, be, be, be an actor. Like, I am not a model uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes I almost like have to like trick my mind into that in order to gain that confidence. Yeah, uh, I, I get that. Do you mind trying that out with me this week? Like, what are you going to say in your head that you are? Um, I'm, trying, I'm a bad bitch. Or I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I like that. You're not. a bad bitch normally i'm kind of a dork bitch but this is <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it. say it in your head this week and see what changes see if anybody notices you know right. i'm okay. what am i gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna tell myself <laughs> this is this is embarrassing uh this is very uh -huh. We should, we should we should call this segment cringe or binge um okay. <laughs> my cringy thought is gonna be i am a successful actor it is not true by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm going to try and trick my brain. I'm going to try and trick my brain this week. Oh. Any last thoughts before we've, we've gone over it today. Yeah, we have gone over <laughs> A lot to talk about. Um, no, I just, uh, you know, I'm going to keep holding on. Um, I just keep praying. I figure it out. And maybe if, even if I don't figure it out, uh, I hope that I figure out step one or, you know, <laughs> 
hold on. step one. Hold on. You're a bad bitch. So you are. I am a bad bitch. I'm going to figure out step one. There you go. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> and I'm going to figure it out. And I'm, I'm a successful actor. And I'm going <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like a feel the affirmations working already. <laughs> Good. <laughs> hey, I'm Katie Hampton. You can find me at El Sassy Pants on all the social medias. And I'm Marie. I'm Mad Marie 13, also on all the socials, the socials. Well, that is it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Black and White Podcast. And remember, the universe is chaos. Please be kind. Bye, everyone. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 